Hey, Sweat Sisters, welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. I'm your host, Aisha DeVore Branch, and each week I have a sister to sister chat with an inspiring go getter. And listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. If this is your first time listening, what up? You could be anywhere in the world and you're here with me, and I really appreciate that. If you love what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the podcast so you get updates every time we drop a new episode. If you got half a second, leave a rating, which will help other sweat sisters in need of inspiration find our podcast. If you have a minute, please follow us across all social media platforms. We are at Pretty Girl Sweat on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and YouTube. Use the hashtag Pretty Girl Sweat when sharing this episode. And if you have five minutes, please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. You're listening to the season two finale of the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. And on episode 22, our guest Lauren Cole keeps it 100 about playing AAU sports, being coached by a parent, and finding a partner that keeps you on track. Born and raised in Tallahassee, Florida, the cosmetologist turned personal trainer competed as a scholarship track and field athlete all four years of college, and even after a career-ending injury, has remained in the health and fitness industry for almost 10 years. Keep listening to learn how health and wellness plays an important role in her life as a wife, mother, and owner of a nutrition store and supplement manufacturing company. Lauren, I am too excited to be talking with you in depth today because we talk often. (laughs) Yes, we do. But this is definitely a different conversation. I'm so glad to have you on the Pretty Girl Sweat Show. Thank you for having me. I'm always excited doing anything with you guys. Yay. Okay. Well, I would love our listeners to get to know about you way more than they already know. So can we just... (laughs) Take us back to your childhood. What was little Lauren like? (laughs) Little Lauren was busy. I've always been pretty busy, um, involved in extracurricular activities outside of school. And I've always been involved in sports. I mean, since I can remember, my mom has this picture of me on the track. I must be like five, maybe. (laughs) But um, I've just, I've done all types of sports trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do or should be doing. Um, Needless to say, I ended up, track track and field ended up being my thing. And um, I did the whole AAU USA summer track for I don't know how many years. One thing people actually don't know about me is I I started out playing travel um, softball, fast pitch softball. Yeah, really? I was on a traveling yeah. fast pitch softball team for a while, and I actually enjoyed it a whole lot. <laughs> yes. Okay. I didn't know that. That is definitely new information. Thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> but for parents out there that are listening, because, you know, I happen to be mm-hmm. a parent who has a child in AAU sports, and I did not know what I was getting myself into before I signed up. Can you give them some insight like if they're like oh my my child is just very talented in this sport they're doing way too well to stay in rec sports what what is that like to go into AAU it is very time consuming you travel like what feels like all the time like all year round 
Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, it's worth it. The exposure you get from it is unmatched. I mean, it's not like you're just going around to tournaments in the city or track meets or whatever matches in the city. You're going all over the state, all over the country, you know. And for me, it was just all about the experiences and being able to build those relationships. And those relationships carried on over to college, you know. Like, there are people I've been running track against or I met back when I was in middle school and we have just continued to have a relationship. I mean, we're out of college now and I still know, you know, like you still know these people, you still keep in touch with them in some uh, form of fashion. So, I mean, yes, it is busy, but the experience, the exposure that you get from playing a traveling sport, AAU, AAU or USA, I mean, it is amazing. So yes. And, and it does cost a lot of money. I understand that, but some things money can't, can't buy, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so just hanging around in the city, paying for rec sports, nothing against it. Um, at the same time, if you can afford it or if you can make some sacrifices and only if your child is willing to work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Say it louder because for the people in the back. Say it louder. <laughs> yes, because if your child is not willing to put in the extra work that goes into being a part of an AAU team, period, that's not, I wouldn't invest my money in that. Like, no, I don't care how much you like the sport. I'm not paying for that. You don't go above and beyond to, to show me that I should be in, investing my money here, that I should be making these sacrifices. Like I don't, and it doesn't matter how much as a parent I may want it for my child. If they don't want it for themselves, mm-hmm. then it's just not gonna happen. Right. So, you know, and then don't get me wrong. There were some times where we just, you know, there were four of us. We just couldn't do certain things. Yeah. And honestly, I'm glad my parents told us no. Uh, sometimes because it just made us have. I know it definitely made me have a better appreciation for the things that I was able to do the things that we could do when it was time, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine them telling us yes, yes, yes to everything because that's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I probably would be a brat, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> Very true. but yes, it, it's a lot of sacrifice and it, it definitely um, takes up a lot of time, but I feel like in the end it's, it's for sure worth it as long as the child is putting the, putting forth the effort above and beyond. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been hearing too that, <laughs> AAU sports are kind of like taking precedence over high school sports. Like AAU coaches are like, you can't play on your high school team. If you play with us, you got to make a decision. Like, what do you think about that? I don't think it's fair at the same time. I understand it, but I still don't think it's fair. And the only reason why I don't think it's fair is because like, it's just not, you as a, you can't make a child say, Okay, I'm I'm just gonna completely forget about my school team and I'm gonna come over here and play AAU sports. But at the same time, as far as the um, camaraderie of the team and just building uh, that foundation, I understand the coach in that aspect. Uh, but I still I, I don't like it. Maybe because they're probably saying it because uh, kids are feeling like they won't get scholarships unless they play an AAU sport or what have you. But I also, also you just have to, man, that's a diff, that's a tough question. And that's, is a tough question for me to answer because my high school coach went above and beyond to make sure we had the exposure that we needed as if we were still running AAU track. 
And see, AAU and USA Sports, they allow a lot of exposure. Whereas school, you typically, after the state meet, that's usually it. And that's not enough, especially going to college. Because in college, you're competing against everybody. You're not just competing against the people in the state. So I definitely understand where the coaches are coming from. But at the same time, if you have a lazy coach in high school, that's not going to push you guys Mm -hmm. past just the state meet. You know, they're not going to encourage you to go to nationals or, and I'm speaking in, and I'm speaking for track. Um, they're not going to encourage you to run indoor track because in the South, we don't necessarily run indoor with high school. That's an up North thing. So when we get to college, we don't know anything about indoor track. That's usually like our first time running an indoor meet. What's the difference between indoor and outdoor? So the indoor track, well, for one, the biggest difference is it's only 200 meters the whole way around, okay. whereas uh, outdoor track is 400 meters. And then um, the distances, sometimes the races are a little different. Like um, you don't run the four by one in indoor track. You don't run the 100. You run the 60. Uh, you run things like the four by two. Uh, so... But the biggest difference is the actual size of the track. And that's difficult. That's difficult. Like, you're going around two curves, you know. So it's so much in track and field, you know, depending on the type of coach you may have, plays a role in your experience um, when it comes to you going to college and you getting scholarships and and things of that nature. So I, I understand those AAU coaches, but at the same time, it's like, well, go ahead and coach at a high school here. Exactly. And give the neighborhood kids an opportunity um, to get the same exposure as they would if they were playing AAU. You know, introduce something to you know, introduce something else to them and make it fair. But don't just pull the kids out of the school and say, "Oh, if you play AAU basketball then you can't play for the for the school." I I don't think that's fair. Wow. All right, we've been talking about coaches quite a bit. <laughs> so tell me about your favorite coach, their name and how they helped you on and off the court. Or the track, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to say my favorite coach was my mom. She coached me all through high school. And I say that because she was tough. She was tough. If it was not track-related, in practice anyway, don't talk to her about it. It wasn't anything personal. It had everything to do with when you come to practice, you're here to practice. I'm not a doctor. I'm not mommy. I'm not not mommy right now. (laughs) Yep. I'm not a doctor. I'm not mommy. I'm not a trainer. I'm not, I'm nothing other than your coach, you know, and I want the best for you on and off the track. She worked us really hard. Um, and outside of track, I mean, she, we did so many fundraisers. Oh my gosh. She took us everywhere. I mean, we ran in track meets everywhere, but we had to work hard on and off the track I mean she didn't sugarcoat that at all and she just helped me understand like Lauren you don't take things personal business is business if you're not prepared somebody else gonna come and take your spot if you prepare you don't have anything to worry about you know and and it just it was tough love um but I, I appreciate it I would never forget one day in practice she told me what the workout was before we got started. And then halfway through the workout, she was like, oh, I read the workout wrong. That's that's wrong. That's not how it's going to go. And I had an attitude. Needless to say, I had a terrible second half of practice. She talked about me the whole way home. She was on the phone. And <laughs> <laughs> to who ended up being my second college coach, and I'll get into that part, 
But she talked about me so bad on the phone the whole way home. Like I wasn't even in the car. I was sitting right next to her. And I was like, wow, I can't believe her. But, you know, like she was so upset with me because I just didn't try. And she knew that there was so much more in me. Like I just gave up and I didn't have a reason to give up. At the time, no, I didn't understand it. But, you know, later I'm like, you know, I was wrong for that. I should have just went ahead and sucked it up and and ran. But, oh, my goodness, she didn't talk to me for a whole 24 hours. Like 24 hours being the next day when we got to track practice. Mind you, she came home, didn't talk to me. I was like, oh, my goodness, mommy. But <laughs> Mom don't play. Oh, not at all. We didn't play on or off the track, but I'm 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 thankful for it. Like when we for us to travel, um, yes, our parents had to pay dues and everything, but our team, you know, we fundraised. I mean, we used to be on the corner asking for donations. We did car washes, we did raffles, we sold the chocolates, a lot of stuff I don't <clears throat> excuse me, really see anymore and I wish I did. You know, and I just feel like it makes you have a greater appreciation for everything that you have um, and you do moving forward because it's not just given to you. It's more like you earned it, you know, so. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Now, when you say we, are you talking about your team or are you talking about your siblings? Because were you, did everybody play sports in the house? We all play sports, yes. Okay, so you have a twin sister. She. Well, no, we're not twins. Wait, wait, (laughs) I thought you had a twin. Mm -mm. Wait, she just looks exactly like you? Yep, she's actually <laughs> years older than I am. I cannot take it. I'm like, she just looks exactly. I mean, when I say exactly, <laughs> oh my gosh, we have to post this picture. Like, because I kid you not. Why? I always thought this because when I saw a picture of the two of you together, I was like, wait a minute. I did not know Lauren had a twin because her sister looks, I mean, almost identical. Like, it's crazy. No, 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 no. She, um, she's four years older than I am. Wow. And- Yes, I'm actually the third child. I have a brother in between us, and then I have a brother right underneath, right underneath me. Okay. So, um, yeah. Am I the only crazy person who thinks y'all look just alike, or do other people? No, you're not. And I actually <laughs> tell people all the time when when people think we're twins, I'm like, boy, yo, just let them think we're twins. You know how excited people get when they see twins. <laughs> They're like, oh my gosh, I saw some, I saw a set of twins today. And she's like, Lauren, don't do that. (laughs) He's like, I'm your whole elder. Like, stop acting like we're the same age. (laughs) I love it. Okay. So everybody did track or did they do different sports? No, um, my sister and I, well, our main sport was track and field, but she did basketball in high school. She did, she was on our dance team in high school. She also played on a travel, um, fast pitch softball team my brothers played baseball and football but my older brother his main sport ended up being football and my younger brother his main sport ended up being baseball okay all right that's pretty cool all right let's fast forward to college so how did you make a decision to attend the college you went to or were you actually torn like did you get like acceptances from different colleges and you were like "Eh, I don't know where to go I got a scholarship to North Carolina A&T State University. My sister was already there, so that was easy. Oh, your twin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, your fake twin was already there. <laughs> uh, and so I was there for two years at A&T. Ran track there, of course. Didn't like the way my career went, how things were going. It just it just was not going good for me then. What was your major? <laughs> Animal <laughs> science while I was. 
interesting. Yes. Well, I had my mindset on going to dental school. And so, I mean, so you don't have to. I'm confused. I know. I'm like, so what? You want to go to. <laughs> I'm like you want to go to dental school, but then you're like, you know what, animal science. Well, so the pre the courses that I needed were all the same. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you know, a lot of the the courses, I'm like, okay, you know, those medical courses that you had to take in the sciences and the chemistries, like they were gonna, they were all the same um, courses that I had to take. So it all, you know, mm-hmm. it worked out. But I ended up not going to dental school anyway. Um, <laughs> And then I, I pledged that while I was at A&T as well. Um, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Say it loud and proud. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but shortly after that, I, well, after my sophomore year, I ended up transferring to the University of Florida. Okay. I ran track there as well. Uh, I had a scholarship there. And here again, I just didn't perform well. I was injured a lot. I definitely didn't perform up to my standards or where I felt like I should have been. I roughed it. I'm sorry. Carter just made a little debut. Oh, Carter. He's awake. Yes, he's awake now. Um, but I, 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 it was fine. It was it was definitely an experience. Everything about um, just being a part of the teams, the cultures were completely, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They were completely different. Yeah, right. He's like, he's like, my mom is saying the right thing. He's so excited and everything. Uh, but I thoroughly <laughs> enjoy each experience. I can't even compare the two. Being at an HBCU, being at a PWI, I can't compare the two. They were so different. I mean, even expectations as far as you know, track and field were concerned, were so you know different. And when I was in school, I wasn't as health conscious. But I was cautious to the point where, like, maybe I didn't eat fried foods during the season. Or I would eat more of, you know, more vegetables and less snacks and all of that kind of stuff. You know, my sister and I, we had this thing. We lived together, by the way. Okay. And uh, we had this thing where we wouldn't buy snacks during, you know, the season. You know, chips and all that kind of stuff. Like, no, we would only buy fruit and drink water. Oh my goodness. We only kept water in our house. That's good. You know, like if we were going to go out and we were, you know, our house was the pregame spot. I know people, you know, maybe they don't pregame anymore, but <laughs> you know, it was like, you need to bring what you want to the house because we don't have it. Right. You know, so we were disciplined in that way with things we felt like we shouldn't eat or weren't going to be um, the best choice for us. We didn't bring it in the house. So, you know, that helped. But as far as the overall healthy lifestyle goes, I didn't get super serious about it until a year after I graduated from college. And I tell you, you know, if I had that same approach, especially while I was at Florida, because I, I had two, I had a career ending injury. What was the injury? You know, I tore my rectus femoris in my right, um, in my right side. So it's basically my quad kind of, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. it was bad. Oh, my goodness. But I say that to say, like, the best medicine is just great nutrition, you know, so I can only imagine what a recovery would have been like for me had I went ahead and started or better yet, you know, been more serious about my my health journey while I was in college. But when you're in college, you don't necessarily know any better. And as a student athlete, to be perfectly honest with you, even at those big D1 schools, they aren't necessarily teaching you 
um, what it is that you need to know to, to perform, you know, at your optimum level. You know, they're just kind of babying you along the way, you know, kind of a little bit. So it's like your, your, your fate is up to you at that point. Um, it's, I, I mean, like I said, things I'm sure would have panned out way different had I been more serious when I was in college. But I don't I don't have any regrets. It was a great, you know, learning experience. And now when I run into younger men and women who are in their college, their collegiate careers now, you know, I just tell them you got to learn how to take care of your body because time going to take care of you, whether you like it or not. It's inevitable. That's what's going to happen. So next, you graduate from college, and the next steps mm-hmm. were the next steps were um, I moved to Atlanta, and I went to cosmetology school. Wow. Okay. So we went from I'm like, let me go through this. I'm like, you like dentist, dentist. Then you did the animal science, then cosmetology. I mean. These were all interesting transitions. Yes, yes. I've been doing hair since I was in the seventh grade. Well, there we go. See, you, right. you, like, you finally were like, hey, this is something I actually love to do. Let me yes, yes. <laughs> so well, what happened was, in the way I got into doing hair, one day my sister told somebody that I knew how to do a hairstyle. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you practicing on your doll head, so I figured you could do it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And we're talking about this was a grown woman. She was a teacher. Oh, wow. So I was just like, okay. So I went ahead and scheduled an appointment with her. I did her braids. Halfway through, I was like, this is my first time. And she jumped up out of the chair. She was like, Warren. And she looked in the mirror. She was like, but they look good. And I said, thank you. (laughs) But doing hair was something that, and still is something I do in a pastime. If I feel like I just need a break, and I just need a break from the world, like that's the one thing I, I, you know, if I'm doing hair, I'm not thinking about anything else. I don't care about time. I don't care about anything that's going on. So I went to cosmetology school in Atlanta at Paul Mitchell, uh, and that was an interesting experience. And I say that because um, as much as I enjoy doing hair, it gave me a different perspective on women. And how we really, really feel about ourselves. And it made me understand that the real beauty comes from within. Because it didn't matter how many heads I did while I was in school. After I would turn those women around and they would see their hair and they loved it, they would be excited. And they would come back next week and they would just be, you know, like they weren't themselves, it seemed like. You know, and it just made me think about like it doesn't matter how pretty you may be on the outside. The real beauty starts from within, just sitting there listening to their stories and listening to them talk to themselves and how they really feel about themselves. It had nothing to do with the physical. It had everything to do with, you know, what was uh, within. Actually, before I got into personal training, I did performance training, which performance training is when you're training athletes to get them ready for their sport. And I trained middle school and high school guys which that was my gateway into personal training. And so I was going to school, I was training, I was working at a hair salon because, you know, my parents were like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe you going to hospitality school. Like, we are not supporting that. So I had to work. I had to work. I feel like I didn't have any sleep after I graduated from college. It was crazy. I was everywhere after I graduated from college. I went to cosmetology school. Let me just bring this all together. I was working in a hair salon and I was doing my performance training granted that was only 
on the weekends, but um, I was serious about everything I did. I was serious about cosmetology school. I was serious about working in the salon. I was serious about being, you know, the being a performance trainer and working with the kids. And the reason why is because I knew I needed to put my best foot forward at everything in order for me to, you know, get something or get the most out of the situation. Okay. Uh, I didn't like, I don't like being around people who half-ass the things that they commit to doing. If you don't want to do it 100%, then just don't do it. Nobody's forcing you to do it. You just don't do it. So um, after a while, I stopped at the salon. I was still in school. And I finished school in nine and a half months. That's a 12-month program. I finished in nine and a half months. I mean, I was not playing. School started at 8.30. I was there at 7.30, clocking in. 7.30. I was there. I was involved in extracurricular activities, the volunteer hours. I was, I made it work. I did whatever it was I need to do. And then on top of that, <clears throat> I used to bring my lunch. And I told, and, and the reason why I did that is because I realized how unhealthy hairstylists were. And I wanted to show them that you can be, you can still be healthy. So I would pack my lunch. I would pack snacks, you know, because you have to lead by example. You can't just say, oh, no, you can do that and you can do this. But you're not a living testimony to what it is that you're saying. If it's something that you really believe in. And because I was in cosmetology school, I really had to show them, like, you guys, you don't have to order food every single day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, like, take some time out make your lunch, you know, pack your food. So true. You know, like, I swear my favorite part, I haven't been to a hair salon in so long, but my favorite part about going to the hair salon was knowing I'm going to be in there all day. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be in there for like 10 hours and I know I'm going to go to the Chinese spot across the street mm -hmm. and get some greasy Chinese food. Yep. Like I already knew what my day was going to be like. Yep. And so I know, and they were eating the same type of food Oh, too, for so. sure. For yep. sure. I mean, and the crazy part about it is, you know, it's very taxing on the body. You know, so you still, you need to, you know, you need to feed your body nutritious foods. Granted, yes, I ate out sometimes, but for the most part, I was bringing my lunch. And then everybody likes to talk about money. Oh, money this. Okay, well, packing your own food is definitely way cheaper than buying food every single day. So, you know, in pretty much every situation I'm in, I always want to be the example you know, after being in Atlanta cosmetology school, went back to Gainesville for a super short period of time. And then we moved out to Los Angeles. That's when I really got into my whole bodybuilding um, and everything. I was not playing. Once I committed to I'm going to do bodybuilding, like I meal prepped all the time. Hmm. We could be going to the club. Obviously, I'm, I'm up later than what I should be. So I have to have my food. I remember walking in the club one day and I needed to, one night and I need to get my ID out and I gave the bouncer. I said, can you hold this for me? <laughs> it was my snacks. <laughs> I gave them my all. <laughs> that's dedication. That's dedication. You go into the club with snacks. That's so, that's oh dedication. my goodness. And he laughed and he was like, you know what? I really respect you for this. <laughs> And it just came so natural for me. I'm like, okay, whatever. But moving forward with my friends, I just always became the person. Like, Lauren always going to have food. She always going to have some type of snacks. You know, and I don't mind being that person because 
I have a genuine love for, you know, helping people. And I know the best way to help people is to be an example so they can see that you really can. You can do this. You know, she's not just telling me to do something like she's doing it. She's showing me how I can how I can do or how I can be whatever it is that I say I want to be. You know, so that's always been, you know, my thing. And living out in Los Angeles actually, you know, broadened my um, what's the word? My outlook on, you know, the whole health and fitness world, like they're super healthy out there. Images, everything. So they understand that whether, you know, they get surgery or not, like that's not my business, but <laughs> they still understand how important I feel like, you know, just being healthy all across the board is. I mean, even with my personal training clients, they weren't just doing it because it was cool. No, they were serious about their health. Like they paid me good money to come to their houses and, and to train them and teach them things about nutrition, you know, and I really felt like, wow, this is, this is great. You know, I I was excited about it. I love everything about the, you know, health and nutrition world. And honestly, I mean, now that I'm married and, you know, my husband and I, that's just how we approach our every, our everyday life, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, I would like to, that's what I wanted to ask you. How important do you think it is to have a partner that, you know, is equally yoked when it comes to having a healthy lifestyle. It's super important. I mean, he just told me the other day, he was like, babe, I know that you haven't been getting your water in like you typically do. And I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dang, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is because like, man, it's, it sucks so bad. It's so hard. Like, when you're really, really trying, really working at something and, you know, you have your partner right there with you and they're doing something of the complete opposite. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, God, I couldn't even imagine because I'm a foodie. I like to eat. I really, really like to eat. So I couldn't imagine, you know, me trying to make some salmon and broccoli and, you know, whatever and Christopher coming out with some fried catfish oh god I love catfish like (laughs) that's my favorite fish you know I'm like oh my goodness why would you do that you know I couldn't imagine having that battle and it it, is so the clarity that you get from being on the same page especially from a health and nutrition standpoint I feel like that's unmatched too you know you just feel different And then it also reminds you that you guys are together. Y'all have, you know, y'all working towards the same goal. So that's an even better, you know, feeling. You can't, I couldn't, I know I couldn't date somebody or be be married to somebody who they just didn't care about their health. You know, you're just waiting to die. You're living to die, actually. And that's that's how I feel about it. But we just, I don't know, I, I just, it's super important because it's so much more about nutrition um, about a person's health and what they think about their health and their approach to it, it'll tell you so much more about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that because of the mental clarity that, you know, eating or having a healthy, active lifestyle gives you. You know, I tell people, once you start to improve your life, um, you're going to lose some people along the way, and that's fine. That's fine. No love lost. You just have to keep it moving and know that what you're doing, the changes that you decided to make for yourself, 
you know, they're going to be better for you uh, in the, in the long run. So, oh man, it's just so, that's so big to me. I can't even, I'm not that I'm sitting up here thinking about it. I mean, I just, and I'm thinking about it and shaking my head because I, I just never imagined being with somebody that didn't care about their health and nutrition as much as I did. Right. Granted, I feel like you can do everything in moderation. Like if you want to have a drink, go right here, have a drink. I'm not saying that that's something you should do all the time every day. You know, if you want to eat ice cream, go right ahead, you know, satisfy your cravings. Is that something you should do all the time? No, but you always should be able to bounce back and go back to the, get back to the basics and to have somebody with you, your partner that can help you do that and encourage you along the way. It just makes it even better. Totally. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Oh, you know what? I left out one important thing. Oh, what? My husband and I, we have a manufacturing company now of, of vitamins and supplements. What? Yes. Oh, that's just, awesome. we, What's the name of, of it? Like, do you uh, manufacture different brands or just one? So, brand? no, it'll be different, different brands. Um, but the name of the manufacturing company is Carter Christian Labs. Mm-hmm. I mean, y'all don't play. Yeah. Named after our son and our daughter. So, um, we, um, we actually dropped our first product for Chris Johnson. Um, you know, he used to play for the Tennessee Titans. Um, shoot, what, draft week? So he has a pre-workout in a nootropic, which is for cognitive health. We just dropped that last, what, two weeks ago. It's been absolutely amazing. That's incredible. Y'all just keep winning over there and keep, you know, inspiring other people <laughs> to be healthy. I mean, I'm just like hand clapping and pray, praise Jason <laughs> over here. Now, that's amazing. Congratulations. And I'm really looking forward to seeing thank how you. this business continues to grow and flourish. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Oh, goodness. Okay. Um, and you're just going to give me the first answer that comes out of your head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what time do you normally wake up in the morning? About seven. Okay. What is an app that you've go to pretty much every day my bible app okay your favorite book of all time the coldest winter ever (laughs) okay uh what is a small thing you do each day that makes you happy Ooh, sing in the car okay Um, how many hours a night of rest do you get at least six and a half okay tell us the number one way you make fitness fun i dance I dance when I'm tired. <laughs> what do you find is your quickest and most effective workout? When I do an Olympic lift combination, it can take me about 15 to 15 to 17 minutes. Okay. What's always in your gym bag? My fanny pack pouch. Okay. What's one thing that can make or break your workout? Oh my goodness. If I leave my headphones. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> What's a song that is on your playlist right now? Mm, what's a song on my playlist right now? Um, goodness, I can think of so many. Oh, God, don't do that to me. Michael Jackson, PYT. Oh, that is my song. I have, I have like a list of top five songs. That is my number three. I love it. Okay. Uh, what do you think your life would be like right now if you weren't working out or eating healthy? Oh my goodness. I'd probably be like what they call skinny fat and miserable. What are some meals you typically eat before your workout? Um, eggs and bacon and oatmeal. Because I typically work out in the morning. Oh, okay. What about after your workout? Um, I have a go-to shake. It's called Humor Pro. It's absolutely amazing. What makes it amazing? Is it 
Um, be, oh, it, I mean, it, you can use it for recovery, but it's super clean. It's, um, I'm not vegan or anything, but it is vegan and gluten-free friendly. Um, but it's, it's a very, very clean protein, um, shake. It has some BCAA, um, amino acid delivery, but it's, it, it feeds me and refuels me on such a cellular level. Like I feel like I can work out all over again after I take it. Okay. It does taste good and it does not taste like your typical protein. Ooh. It actually tastes like huh. a juice. I give that a try. It's amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. On a cheat day, what are you eating? Pizza, pancakes. Okay. What's your go your go to beauty product? Vitamin E oil. Is that okay. considered a beauty product? Yes, that's okay. an amazing beauty product. Which uh, deodorant is your favorite? It is Tom's of Maine. Okay. It's a um, no uh, aluminum deodorant. Okay. And when you hear the words "pretty girl sweat," what do they mean to you? That there isn't anything that I cannot do. All right. What's next? for you, Lauren. Um, what's next for me? I'm pregnant again. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <gasps> I'm dead serious. Oh, I just found ready. out. I, I was not ready for that. Wait I was contemplating if I was going to say something or I'm not, done. but yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'm all oh, teary-eyed. That's be oh, <laughs> Curtis, but I have a playmate. Oh my gosh! And when I, you know what? As a parent of multiple children, that back-to-back lifestyle, I'm all here for it because <laughs> they will now have a buddy, and then you'll have free time. It's gonna be tough in the beginning, but hey, you just hold out for good, like three years. <laughs> You're gonna be like, thank you, God, we made this decision. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah, I'm excited. We just found out yesterday. I was in denial, but just found out oh, yesterday. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. That's everything. <laughs> um, when you say what's yeah. next, I'm like, oh, I mean. <laughs> well, we can't top that. I mean, I know you know you have your your nutrition store out. In Alpharetta, right? Is it Alpharetta? Yes. Yes. Yep, yep. And so you're doing that. It's complete nutrition. Complete mm-hmm. nutrition. You're going to be managing two babies. <laughs> Being an amazing wife and um, mm-hmm. continuing your journey as a as a health leader, a personal trainer, and just all around mm-hmm. incredible. <laughs> so you have a lot coming up next. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So, wait. You're also going to be at Pretty Girls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I think now, not only, I'm even, I think I'm even more excited that you are. Well, pregnant. you know, the first because... time I did it, I was pregnant. Yeah. Yep. Is this like a <laughs> tradition? Is it might tradition? be. I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> yep. But I think it's incredible for you to be an example to yeah. women that, um, you know, even through your pregnancy, you got to stay active. You know, there's certain ways you may have to modify your workouts, but you can get. Oh, yes, there. definitely. You'll definitely see some modifications coming. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. This has been all too real. Getting this uh, breaking news here has been exciting. I'm I'm just so happy. Like you literally Thank made you. my Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I cannot wait to get this episode up and out to the world. 
And that's Lauren. Keep up with her on Instagram at Lauren Lease and follow her store page at Complete Nutrition Alpharetta. Join us on Saturday, September 14th for the third annual Pretty Girl Sweat Fest Atlanta. Grab your squad for the ultimate Sweat Sisterhood Fitness Festival. Register to receive exclusive access to elite trainers. Because with heart-pumping workouts coupled with the dopest female DJs, you'll get a first-class ticket to your favorite fitness trends and hit songs. When you're not sweating it out, you can rehydrate at our SIP stations, refuel in our Saver Garden filled with deliciously healthy food trucks, refresh in our Style Lounge, and shop in our Vendor Village. Head on over to prettygirlsweat.com PGSF to get your tickets today before they're gone. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's prettygirls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time. Always remember that good things come to those who sweat.